the 49ers went down. Down against the Rams. NFC Championship game. It was a hell of a game. But the way they went down, man. 17 to 20. It obviously didn't sit well with people. I'm still a little mad, of course. But look at the situation. Look what happened. Back and forth game. It's just a shame it has to come down to this. And who knows what's going to happen next year? Who knows what's going to happen to Jimmy? Who knows what's going to happen to a couple guys on the team? But we had a hell of a year, man. We had a hell of a year. And that's something we can hold our heads up high and be proud of. No ring, no Super Bowl appearance. It stings. It really does. But how can this how can this be a positive going into 2022? Can this be a positive going going to the next season? And this and there's something is something there. It's something the 49ers have. They're gonna spend some money this offseason. Hopefully they make a couple good draft moves. But when it comes down to execution, when it comes down to player personnel, when it comes down to decision making, you have to look at the head guy. You have to look at Kyle. After you look at Kyle, you got to look at Jimmy. Did these two play their, I should say, best game for Kyle? Did Jimmy play his best game? No, he didn't. Did Kyle call the best game he could? And I don't think he did. There's other areas to blame. Secondary for the 49ers. There's certain. I should say there's certain groups you can blame. Look at the offensive line. How the offensive line could not do anything with Aaron Donald in the fourth quarter. And that's some of the reasons why Jimmy didn't have no protection. He didn't have no time. There's occasions he did have time. He didn't hit the open player. There's been I've I've watched the game for a second time and I counted a couple times that Kittle was open down the middle. But Jimmy's problem is sometimes he's afraid in these big moments. In the beginning of the game, Jimmy just lets loose. He hits guys left and right. He overthrows guys. He makes mistakes, but he doesn't really. I don't I feel like Jimmy doesn't really care if he makes mistakes in the beginning of the game. But when it comes to the fourth quarter. He's hesitant sometimes, and he is. When the game was on the line. Just didn't pull the trigger at times. Like I said before, there were times that he couldn't. He had no he had no chance. He literally couldn't pull the trigger. He couldn't get the ball off because it was no time. Aaron Donald was in his face. Von Miller coming around the corner. Different schemes they were running on the defensive line, especially that fourth quarter in the second half. This 49ers made some adjustments. But you notice all the times, many times, the last few times, 
the 49ers played the Rams, they controlled Aaron Donald because it was a scheme in play. It was a zone blocking scheme. Usually he's double team. If he's if he's single if he's singled up man on man, they're getting rid of the ball within about one seconds, one point five seconds, right? But when it came down to the fourth quarter, something happened. Something happened when Aaron Donald went on the sidelines, got those boys routed up. I'm not sure he co- he told the coach and staff, you know what? We need to make some adjustment. Damn it. I need to be coming off the edge. I need to be coming off the uh, coming down the middle, deleting those double teams that he's been facing all these years and all these games. Aaron Donald basically took over that game in the fourth quarter. A lot of people are not talking about that on TV, the radio, or whatnot. But hey, guess what? He he made a difference, man. Aaron Donald was all over the place. They couldn't contain him. That's when the real problem started. And let's 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 think about let, let's 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 go back to when the 49ers they had opportunities. When you punt the ball in the middle of the field, that's telling you you're you have most confidence in your defense, but you are afraid to pull that trigger to go win the game. And the, if the 49ers were able to get that first down in the middle of the field, the crucial, crucial third down when they ran Trent Williams on the motion, he motioned right, and they just handed the ball off to Juice right up the middle. He doesn't get anything. He maybe gets maybe a half a yard. They said he fumbled. He didn't fumble. But I know what Kyle is thinking. And sometimes when I... When I have discussions, when I have these, I guess, debates, either on social media or through text or this, you know, over the phone. It's when Kyle, I believe, overthinks sometimes. I believe personally, Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in almost an NFL history. But when it comes down to certain situations, especially in the fourth quarter, being a head coach, there's there's some fallbacks. He's not perfect. Nobody is. But with Kyle Shanahan and what happens in the fourth quarter, it seems to be a confusion. It seems to be not ready to go get it right there at your hands. I believe Kyle overthinks sometimes when he have Trent Williams go to the motion. He tried to work this back in Green Bay. It worked one time in Green Bay. It worked one time. But what seems to happen is that when you have Trent Williams, which is a left offensive tackle, when you have him in motion, what you what usually happens that DN can tighten down and kind of clog in that middle. The D tackle should naturally move over just a little bit because you see an offensive lineman go in motion. That defensive that defensive end should naturally crash down. So when you have Trent go in motion, he's motion right. Everybody thinks it's going that way. And that's what you want to think if you're if you're the 49ers facing any team. 
when you have that play is 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 being ran, it's naturally going to clog up the middle. And they seen this play time after time watching film. The Rams defense, I believe, obviously won that game. And we can go back and forth if you Stafford completing all those passes. Cup was having the game of his life. Nobody can guard Cup to to save their lives. It was no double coverage on Cup most of the game. And I can understand why, because they have Odell on the other side. If you're going to single Odell, that's going to be a problem too. Odell's good. Cup is good. You can say whoever's better than that. They're both good. Stafford is a type of guy, he's going to sling it. He wants to throw the ball. But the defensive line and the defense from the Rams won that game. The adjustments they had, the film watching. This is why I always always preach on film. Film is huge. They seen this play in Green Bay. When that motion comes around, what they like to do, they'll go ahead and hand it off to whoever the running back is, Mitchell or whoever it is. But at the same time, that middle that middle could get clogged up naturally because you have the left end tackle moving over. Yeah, you can have a tight end come and replace Trent, but that left offensive tackle is moving all the way over to the right in motion. That's naturally going to clog the middle. And it did. So what the 49ers did is they, they came back out, tried to draw them off sides. We all know, we all knew that it was... They're trying to draw them off sides. They took the penalty. They punt it. That was huge. That was huge. That's one play that can change the, the outcome of the game. The second play that kind of opened my eyes, obviously, is the miss interception by Tart. And it you blame we all blame Tart for the situation. We all do. Tart, I feel you. That, that throw by Stafford, everybody says, you know, Stafford has a great arm. He, he has a live arm. Yes, he does. 25 yards and in. When he has to put that ball up, some, sometimes that, that thing comes up short. He's not the same quarterback what he used to be back in 2011. He's not. He's still good, but he's not the same guy. He, he, he's not throwing to Calvin Johnson out there. He got a six-foot Cooper Cup. He has a 5'11 Odell Beckham Jr. We could have handled those guys. We could have. But the mistakes that we had all game, it was just, it was unbearing to watch. When, When Odell came in, excuse me, I shouldn't say Odell. When Matthew Stafford threw that ball, it wasn't to Odell. I believe, I want to say it was the Cup I have to go back, but when he threw the ball up, it almost looked like a spiral punt. And when Tart was going back, I believe they were in a cover. They were in a cover three or a cover four. It was guys back there. There was no way the ball was going to get over their head. And when he threw the ball up, it was almost so easy for Tart. He was already thinking about running the running the ball back for a TD. What he wanted to do is catch the ball just like a punt. He wanted to catch the ball with his body. But the thing was a spiral and hit his damn hands and helmet and it went on the floor. 
it was an easy interception that didn't happen. Those things happen all the time. I'm sure that happened in practice. I'm sure it did. But to put the blame, the whole blame on, on TARDIS, you just can't do it. I know I, I came out initially and said, man, that may have cost him the game right there. Huge play. It had a huge difference, huge momentum swing in that game. Just can't happen. You got to make that play. You you just have to have that pick at that moment right there. But I get it. That thing almost looked like it was too easy. He overthought it. He was overthinking. He dropped it. But on the very next play, the very next play, you have Odell sneak right by the sidelines. He's open. And we have Jimmy Ward come in and not bad of an angle. I wish he was there obviously a little a little a little sooner. But at the same time, when you lower your head like that and make helmet to helmet contact with another 15 yards added on. That's devastating. So these are the plays are the most, I believe, are the most I, I you almost you could say the almost fundamental plays that should have happened. Nice easy tackle right there. I don't know what happened. I don't I'm not sure what Jimmy was thinking. Hell of a safety. Real good safety. I love Jimmy Ward. At that time, that play right there, I'm not sure that he thought Odell was gonna, I don't know, keep running. He wanted to, you know, chop him on his knees. But Odell was going down and he put his head down to make that contact. I just, I just don't get it. To avoid the penalties, to avoid the mistakes. And I know the coaches are preaching this on in practice before the games. In film room, you can't make helmet to helmet contact, especially when a guy is going down. Well, I can see if it's a bang bang play, and we get that. I can see if it was a bang bang play. Somebody's coming up the middle. Jimmy's trying to knock the ball loose. The helmet might hit hit helmet. Hey, that's a bang bang play. But I don't feel that was a bang bang play at all. I think that play could have been avoided, but it wasn't. The mistakes the 49ers made. On that Sunday afternoon was this. They shot themselves in the damn foot. And let's go back to Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo. Man, man, oh man. Through three quarters. You were having a pretty good game. Through three quarters. A pretty good game. But what seems to happen, like I said earlier. Something happens in the fourth quarter when they have the lead. I feel they don't feel comfortable. I feel like if the 49ers was losing by 10 and they were going into the fourth quarter, I think they have a better chance. I really do. Because the way the game is called on the offensive side and what they think was good for the team, for some reason, I don't I don't think it's I don't think. They're in the right, they're in the right path. I don't think Kyle Shanahan obviously trusts Jimmy Garoppolo. But I also think Jimmy, I don't think Jimmy trusts, I don't think Jimmy trusts himself enough in the fourth quarter to make some of those plays. It's easy, like I said earlier, to make some of those throws in the first quarter, the second quarter, third. 
because it's not that much. <clears throat> it's not that much pressure. It's really not. He let he lets a sling. He he slings the ball, and he doesn't care if if that thing is picked. He slings the ball. But on the fourth quarter, I'm not sure Shanahan tells him no interceptions, no forced throws, none of that. Take a sack, live the fight for another down. I'm not sure Kyle is telling them that, but it's something. It's something with these two, with with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy. When the fourth quarter comes, it's conservative. The play calling. I mentioned it before. The play calling is is it was just it was as horrible. I feel like some of those plays in the fourth quarter was just horrible. Yeah, some of those plays could have broke, batted balls. But that's, I mean, what can you do? Jimmy's not 6'6", six, six. he's 6'2". What do you really expect if you're throwing everything up the middle? They're gunning for that. The teams know what the Niners, they want to do. They want to attack up the middle. They want to beat you on the run, maybe on the outside. Yes, sometimes on the inside, but they want to stretch you out on the run on the outsides to open up that middle. Sometimes the middle was open. The defensive line got their hands up. They batted the balls. What I just don't understand is that in the fourth quarter, there's no shots being taken down the field. And there's one-on-one situations. They were daring the 49ers to beat them in the passing game, which they could have done. The passing game was working in the beginning. They, they, were, they had 10 guys in the box, nine guys in the box in the, in the first half. The Niners were dicing. They were, they were doing well. Jimmy had a nice throw to Brandon Ayuk right up the sidelines. Nice fade, ball, good placement. Brandon keeps his feet, doesn't lose his, doesn't, don't lose his balance. That's a touchdown. Different outcome of the game. Niners probably win. But there's no shots in the fourth quarter. There's no shots at all. This is what frustrates me. When you see a game, the whole the whole three quarters, but in the fourth quarter, it's conservative, and I get it a little. They want to keep the lead. They want to bleed the clock, but don't let your foot off the damn pedal. Keep that thing to the floor. Keep going. Why? And I said, I do. I get it a little. But I feel like if they would have let Jimmy just keep being Jimmy in the first half, they don't lose this game. They get conservative. And I put that on the coaching staff. I have to. Jimmy's not calling these plays. Jimmy can execute the plays. He runs the plays. He can make adjustments on the line of scrimmage to a certain extent. But he has no control like that. They want to run certain plays. So when you take the ball out of his hands and you want to make certain cute passes, something down the middle, something that's easy, it just doesn't work in the fourth quarter. It can't. The adjustment's been going on the whole game. These guys are sitting on the sidelines. The defensive coordinator is talking to the DB coach. He's talking to the linebackers, coach, defensive line. They're making adjustments on the fly. On the fly. These things are getting done on the fly. This is how the NFL works. They see it. They print it out. They have it on their computers now. And they make adjustments. Next time this happens, this is what we're going to do. They're making adjustments on the fly. What I don't get 
is when the 49ers are not making adjustments in the fourth quarter. So when we talk about Jimmy didn't do this, he didn't execute. Yes, we all know that. But look what the defense is doing to him in the offense. They made their adjustments. What I feel that should have happened is that they should have just let him play. Keep throwing that rock and take shots down the field. Why not tell Jimmy? Yes, Jimmy, take that one-on-one opportunity with Brandon Ayuk versus Brandon Ramsey or anybody on the defense. If it's Debo, Debo on the fade, Debo on the post, Debo on the dig. And I get it. Sometimes you can't really take that that two, those those big huge leaps like that because you're not having great protection. Like I said before, they made adjustments on the defensive line. They got to Jimmy. If they're coming that hard, if they're coming that fast, balance it out. Run a screen. Run multiple screens. Tight end screen. Wide receiver screen. Running back screen. Run a draw. Something to to balance out that defensive line coming so damn fast in the fourth quarter. But people, what they like to do, they sit there and they watch the game. They don't watch the they don't watch the film after the game when they get the sky view. When you get all eleven, they like to see the game and they say, "Why is Jimmy not getting rid of the ball? Why is Jimmy getting pressure?" Why is Jimmy scared to throw an interception? It's been embedded in his damn head. Do not turn the ball over. And especially in the damn fourth quarter. And I feel like sometimes they hinder this man. They don't let him loose in the fourth quarter. I know they're scared. They don't know what's going to happen. He could throw a pick six. But this is the game of football. You have to take the chances when you get them. When you have the chance... To go get the Super Bowl, to go to the Super Bowl, to win this NFC Championship game, you have to you have to take that. You can't sit back and play conservative because you think you have a quarterback that's going to turn the ball over naturally in the fourth quarter. You can't play scared, and that's what they did. I feel like they played scared in the fourth quarter. We're up by ten. Let's keep running the ball. Let's keep making these cute passes down the middle on the sidelines. You can't win like that. You keep the gas. You keep the pedal to the damn metal. You keep going. And they just didn't do that. And that's a shame. And that's a damn shame. And because we we saw this before. We've seen this act all over again. It's like watching the same movie all over again. It's not really a good movie. I can count count. I, I can't even count the many times I watched Friday. Friday's my favorite movie. I watched that. T- I watched Friday over probably 500, almost a thousand times in my life over and over and over because it's funny. I know what's going to happen. I like the movie. It's a funny movie to me. I really do. I think it's, it's one of the funniest movies of all time. It's my favorite movie. But when you have horrible movies and you keep playing it over and over, and over again, you get tired of this damn movie. You don't want to you don't want to even open your eyes. You 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 can you know the first scene. You know the last scene. It's almost like you're you're making your 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 ears bleed. It's hard to watch. 
because we've seen this movie over and over again. The fourth quarter, when you have a lead in the fourth quarter, going back to the Super Bowl, the same thing happened. Got out of the rhythm, got out of the playbook. Guess what happened? You lose the Super Bowl. Because it's it happened the same same exact thing happened, up by ten, getting conservative. Not letting <laughs> you're you're not letting the foot you're letting the foot just ease off the gas just a little bit, because we 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 might we might have a we might have a, a a red light so we ease off the gas but this is football this is not this is not driving it's not a driving school. This is football that that foot should be on the gas blow these dudes out which i think they could have done the mistakes same thing in the super bowl it was the mistakes playing conservative playing a lot of zone letting those wide receivers eat up that zone stafford eat up that zone patrick mahomes eat up that zone this is what we get we don't have a finisher, a closer. Somebody's going to come down and say, you know what? No, this is not going to happen this time. No, not on my watch. I thought that it should have been a player on the sidelines that seen this coming. Because this was, this was a bad movie that's been, that's been on replay. Nobody, I don't feel like nobody on their sidelines was doing what Aaron Donald did on his sidelines. Plenty of leaders on San Francisco. What happened? I'm not sure the coaching staff got these dudes together. I'm, I did, We couldn't see the side. We can't see the sidelines like that. But oh, oh, guess what? Aaron Donald, he gets those boys routed up. The, all the cameras are on Aaron. Look what is a great leader he is. Getting his troops together. Rallying up his troops, saying this is the last time we're going to see an opportunity like this. Gathering all together, making the most out of the situation. Everybody wanted the Rams. The, the, the whole media wanted these Rams in the Super Bowl. Like I said on my last podcast, the NFL, I believe, wanted the Rams in the Super Bowl. In their home field. Versus the Bengals, man. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Didn't happen. Like the great coach Dave said, just got to flush it. It's a hard flush, though, man. That thing is backed up, not going down, need a plunger. It's it's bad, man. It's bad. It's not an easy flush. I'm still not over it. Then who knows when I'll get over it. You have to. I literally have to get over this. Fans have to literally get over this. Cal Shanahan literally has to get over this. And I know he's watching film at the moment right now, kicking himself in the damn foot. Like we let another one, another one. Shout out to DJ Khalid. Another one. Get get this slip out of their hands. You have the opportunity. But we just could not close the game in the biggest stages. We had a great season. 
we actually went to SoFi and beat those dudes for a second time this year. But when it really mattered, the NFC Championship game, we just get, didn't get the job done. Had a good game against Dallas. Had a good game against Green Bay. Man. But the one game we needed to go down there to beat the Rams for a third time this year, we just couldn't do it, man. We literally just couldn't do it. So with all that being said, the Rams capitalized. They got the job done. And that's and that's in the story. Super Bowl, on the other hand, I think it's going to be a good one. People say, yeah, if you're from the NFC, you should root for the NFC team. You should be rooting for the NFC team for sure. No, I'm not. I can't. The way that game went down, the way I felt, and the way I look at the Bengals, I like the Bengals. I like the Bengals in this game. Not sure how much they're going to win by What's the spread going to be? But I know the Rams are going to be favorite. The, the Rams should be favorite by at least. I shouldn't say at least, but I think they're going to be favored by one and a half. It's going to be a close, close low spread. The over-under is going to be a certain, a certain amount. But if I'm choosing the team to win, I'm, I'm rolling with the Bengals. Say the year of the Tiger. It's funny because the, the year of the Tiger, the, the Bengals might, might get them. Not sure. I'm not sure what Stafford's going to do. I think Stafford's 50-50. He can throw the game away or he can have a game of his life. This is competitive 24. Now the question is, is Trey Lance going to be the starting quarterback in 2022 for the San Francisco 49ers? That's a question mark for me. I just don't know. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Jimmy. We talked about this before, me and some of the guys. If they keep Jimmy, he's gonna have to take a he's gonna have to take a pay cut. That pay cut has to come. If he wants to be a 49er, he has to take a pay cut. But that's but does that hinder Trey Lance's opportunity to get his feet wet? Does that hinder him for for the future? For the right now? If I'm the 49ers, I'm looking at the situation very closely. Why wasn't Trey Lance able to beat out Jimmy in the preseason, in training camp? Why? Maybe because of experience? I know it wasn't for talent. You look at bottom player for player talent-wise, Trey Lance is more talented he has a bigger arm. He's faster. He's bigger. But the intangibles Jimmy Garoppolo has over him, that's what makes Jimmy QB1 and Trey Lance QB2. That's just writing on the wall. But what needs to happen is that they need to really evaluate right now as soon as possible. I know they're doing it. I already know they're doing it. They need to figure out how, if they can keep Jimmy or how and when they can trade Jimmy. The other possibility, 
they can cut him. I just don't feel like if the 49ers were to cut Jimmy, I will believe they already have a team ready to pick them up. They will discuss it with Jimmy and his agent. They will say, look it, we're going to release you, and this is what's going to happen. This team, maybe it's the Broncos, maybe it's the Steelers, maybe it's the Raiders. I feel like those are the teams that's most likely the destination for Jimmy G. That's what they will do. But if they feel like Trey Lance is just not ready yet to take over the team, start 18 games, and go on to the playoffs, if they feel like he's not ready, they have to have a backup plan. The backup plan now, in my opinion, becomes Jimmy G. I don't feel like you bring another veteran quarterback in. I feel like you don't. If you bring anybody in that's a veteran, then you go ahead and keep Jimmy. You go ahead and keep him. But you can't pay Jimmy the 26 to 27 million that he's owed, that he's due, that's on this contract. Jimmy's he's, his contract is not over. But what needs to happen is that they need to decide if they're going to go ahead and say, you know what? Let's talk to Jimmy. Let's talk to his agent and say, you know what? We'll go ahead and bring you back, Jimmy. We'll restructure your your, your, your contract. Because that's the only way we can afford you to come back. That's the only way this team as a whole, especially the salary cap, is expected to go up. But at the same time, they can't afford a $27 million quarterback. They they really can't. Unless his name is Aaron Rodgers. But even with Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to demand that money. Of course, Niner fans would love to have A-Rod. Of course. Of co- I would. Of co- You're talking about a top 10, top five quarterback of all time. I put him in the top 10 easily. Top 10 quarterback of all time, Aaron Rodgers, book it. And with Aaron on this team, come on, man. Come on. You already know the deal. You know it. But back to Jimmy and his situation with the Niners and with Trey Lance. Trey Lance is going to be here. We all know that. But the real question is, is Trey Lance ready to take that starting role and lead this team to the playoffs? He could be ready. He really could. But I feel like the 49ers, they always want insurance. Insurance is great because when things go bad, you can rely on that claim. You can submit that claim and rely on your insurance. Who would be a good backup to either Jimmy or Trey. It's each other. What I really want to see, and, and this is how I know Trey Lance is ready. If Trey Lance can beat Jimmy Garoppolo in a training camp, just flat out beat him, better throws, better decisions, accuracy, better control of the team, I give him the nod. Not only did I give him the nod, I think they're going to go far. Regular season and postseason, too. I give him the nod. I just want to see it. The opportunity to see it. The opportunity was there in 2021. When they were in training camp, Trey didn't beat out Jimmy. He didn't. 
and I can understand why. I mean, look at the situation. Drafted number three, coming from a D1AA. It'll be hard for a guy to come in that young to beat out a veteran like that. That that they love. That team loves Jimmy G. The players, you can say the organization too, they love that dude. But what I wanted to see is Trey beat Jimmy out. If you can call it, oh, that, that's some people say, yeah, that, that shouldn't be that easy. That shouldn't be that hard. They can def, he can definitely beat him out. Not so fast. Not so fast. And I say not so fast either with Jimmy getting off the team, released, traded. I think it's in the best interest for the team to maybe get rid of him because of the money situation. If Jimmy G wants to make that 26, 27 million, the 49ers, I believe they just can't do that. But what they could do is offer Jimmy and his agent a contract. Contract would literally be 15, 18 million. I want to say he has to get that type of money to make this work. 15 to 18 million. What's interesting they can offer is incentives, all these bonuses. You throw over 3,000 yards, 4,000 yards. You have over 30 TDs. You make the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you make the Pro Bowl. Then you can earn your 26, 27 million. But you have to earn it. And some players will take that because they look at the situation. They look at other situations around the NFL and they think this is the best situation for me in my career. Because at the end of the day, it's going to be up to the organization if they want to trade or if they want to release Jimmy, right? But at the same time, the other the other decision is that, okay, Jimmy, what do you want to do? He has a little wiggle room, not like last year. Last year is no trade clause, right? Couldn't really trade him like that. He would deny it. Then there'll be friction in the locker room, fr- friction in the organization. No. What they want to do is have the best situation come out of this. And if it's offering Jimmy G a $15 million one year, one year deal to keep to keep up to, to stay here with the 49ers, restructure your, your, your contract, then that's what's going to happen. They can offer it. He can accept it or he can he can deny it. He might think it's a slap in the face, but who knows? I don't know. I don't think anybody knows right now unless you're his agent or his family or is one of his close friends that what he really wants to do. But what I think he wants to do is to run it back. It's to run it back one more year to see if if they can get the job done finally. You know what? Third time's a charm. We'll see what happens. I'm rooting for Jimmy. I'm also obviously rooting for the 49ers to get the job done. And most of all, I'm rooting for Trey. If Trey is the guy, then he's the dude. I'm, I'm Obviously, he's a starting quarterback. But the question marks are going to be there because he's young. He's coming from a small school. We don't know. He's a mystery. The unknown. Thank you for tuning in to Competitive 24. This is your host, Calvin Roberts. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me. 
DM me, social media, give me a text, give me a call, whatever you want to do. If you have something on your chest, you want to get off, hey, let me know, man. Let's get it. This is Competitive 24. This is your host, Calvin Roberts, and I'm out.